Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me, as always, the lovely and talented, uh, super fun, and uh, otherwise effervescent Priscilla McKinney. Ooh, effervescent. Yeah. That kind of makes me think, though, of the Alka-Seltzer commercial. Well, yeah, kind of. I was thinking more like a sparkling wine or something oh, like that. Oh, I so, like that. Okay, so let's go with that. that. Yeah, All let's right. back this whole thing up. Let's go with sparkling wine. Yes. So let's let's do that then. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, actually. I'm. Uh, you know what? It's it's it is starting out to be a very very nice day. Oh, well, see, that's the thing is that you're still in California and I'm still in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. But let me just tell you this: we have been having one of the craziest heat waves. Like it has been upwards of 113 degrees. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, it's been in crazy. the desert. Yeah. Did, did, despite all of the use of water out there, P.S., you're still in a desert. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Oh, my god. The Golden State is more like golden brown, apparently. Right. <laughs> Much like a hash brown from McDonald's. Mm, now I'm Very hungry. Cool. I know. Now I'm hungry, too. <laughs> hey, so I wanted to ask you a question. We mm-hmm. had talked um, on another podcast. We had touched on uh, personas. And I was thinking about that ever since you said that. And you had said that one of the things that most businesses fail to do is really identify who their clients are or who they are marketing towards. So I thought I thought that would be an interesting topic for us to talk about today because, number one, I think it's fascinating. And, two, I just wanted an excuse to use the term persona non grata. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't use it for you. All right, thank <laughs> Let's you. Talk thank about you. ideal client personas. Yeah, I beat the persona drum all the time, and I, I just can't say it enough because you know marketing is about getting your message and matching your met- message to the audience at the right time, the right place, in a way that they clearly understand what they're to do next. And they haven't, you know, you create less and less friction for them to do the thing that you want them to do. But you can't write, you can't get started. You can't do anything, or at least you shouldn't do anything until you really understand your ideal client. So I'm not saying that people aren't marketing to people, but is it, are you really wasting your marketing efforts or your marketing strategy or your marketing budget if you aren't actually using it and, and, um, toward the actual ideal person, you know, uh, who who needs your product or service, who wants your product or service, and or could be the most loyal around right. your product and service. So it's not that I can't sell, you know, Little Bird Marketing Services, you know, to everybody, I suppose, you know, but why would you want to? Right, <laughs> The right. whole point is to pick and choose the client's who, you know, who are going to find your product or service, they're going to find it meaningful. Um, it's going to help, <laughs> you know, so you have to get clear about what you do to help people, but most importantly, who you can help um, right. the best. So, yeah, I, I, I beat that drum all the time. We even have, you know, on our website, uh, in as we refer to the interwebs, um, yes. our most downloaded uh, free guide is our guide on personas, creating is it really? personas. It is, and it has been it has been for years, and um, it it is what I would refer to as like persona light because it is very helpful. It will if you sit down and do the work, 
um, it, it will be amazingly helpful, even if you have a sm- from a small budget to a large budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we work with clients and part of the onboarding process, we go very deep. We have, you know, m- very long strategy meetings where I'm really asking them about their persona. And, uh, and, and, and maybe multiple ones. So some businesses have one, look, this is who we help. This is all the only person that we help. And we're looking for more just like them. But we have five different personas, uh, developed and, uh, we had four. And then we realized, um, this last year that, um, that we have been serving a very, we had come into a niche and there was a, a person that we had been serving over and over and over again. It was very profitable. It was what we were doing was very helpful for them, but we had never created a persona. Mm. So I guess my, my first thing I'm saying is that everybody needs to create personas. The second thing I'm saying is that every once in a while, you got to go back and review, review your personas and, you know, check to see if, you know, some new, new, the reason why we ended up with one that we, didn't have was because we had created a brand new product. Right. Uh, uh, you know, we had, we have a, a signature solution that we put together very differently and we worked for years on it. And then once we got it done and put it together, we realized that it was a different persona. Right. And, right. you know, and so it's it just, it, it has to be a little bit fluid in the sense that, you know, you have to go back and review them and see if they're, see if they're right. Um, it, it's just a good thing to check on, um, every year. Mm. So, yeah. So you create, you know, one or multiple ones, but there's two different approaches to personas and creating them. One is where you actually talk to your ideal client. <laughs> Maybe that sounds crazy to people, well, but it does. But but go on. Well, you you could just serve it. Let's say I identify. Okay, this person I keep uh, I keep you know serving this um what, this one of my first personas. Uh, okay. th- it was like oh my gosh, I constantly connect with about a fifty to sixty year old male kind of a bootstrap personality. Like you know created this multi million dollar company out of nothing. Pretty practical, very hard work ethic, um, but uh, but kind of a softer, kinder man, you know, like rough on the outside, but you know, kind of talks, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Talks, you know, very sweet or whatever. And I, I, I could identify, um, oh, very business, very business savvy, very business savvy, and and really um, appreciate straight talk, right? Right. The interesting thing was I identified that I had no fewer than five uh, uh, perfect clients who fit almost exactly the same. It was like they were the same person. They were in the same role, doing the same thing, had the same kind of family approach. They had, And in the end, I always felt the same around them. I always felt like they were rooting for me. Like I always felt like they kind of looked at me like a daughter and thought, oh, we're so proud of you. you know? Right, right. <laughs> Kind of funny, but I had, I, it was, this is years and years ago when I identified that, man, I keep selling to that same person. I must be good at connecting to that person and I must have a service that they need. And I think that straight talking was a big issue with it because these were men who created their own company, bootstrap kind of things. And then along comes digital marketing and they're just mm. like, well, n- number one, they can't get straight talk from people about it. Right. Number two, nobody on their team knows anything about it but has a lot of opinions. 
you know, and they don't know if it really, I mean, this, you know, 10 years ago, they didn't know if this was going to be a fad or, you know, they really could not tell, well, do we need to be on Facebook? <laughs> you know, and they, but they were feeling all of these pains of, you know, what to do next. Um, and they didn't have anybody they could rely on that wasn't just blowing smoke. Mm, and there are a lot of people in this industry, you know, 10 years ago that were just making stuff up. Right. <laughs> like, no, that's not how, yeah, it's not that's helpful. not how Facebook works. <laughs> or, you know, just, it's just crazy stuff, you know? And so they were getting a lot of, you know, bad information. And then I come in and I'm like, no, you, you don't need it. If that's not part of your strategy, let's just go back and talk about strategy again, you know? Right. And, really helping them understand, you know, even things that are fancy and marketing and stuff. Um, you know, I always would say to them, look, I'm going to be really clear with you. I love money. I love taking your money. I love spending this money. I really love it. But when you tell me you're going to give me money to do a project, I'm going to ask you why, why are we doing this project? Right. So don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't want more of your money, but I don't want to do something because everybody else is doing it. And so that persona that I identified is, uh, we actually, it's funny, we, on this side, we call him ruling Richard. He rules his world. He's like, he's the CEO. He started it, you know, he, and, and I have multiple of those and I know exactly how to write to those guys. Mm -hmm. So if I'm trying to book another one of those guys, um, you know, then I know exactly the kind of tone I need to take. I know what's on their mind, what their questions. So let's get into persona a little bit. Um, because the whole point is to get inside that person's um, right. mind and be able to write copy that matters to them. Right. Make sense? It does. It totally makes sense. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you ever run into, in all your years of, of marketing and working with clients, and I, I can only imagine that you've pretty much seen uh, just about everything mm -hmm. in, in the way of uh, challenges or challenged clients mm -hmm. have you ever have you ever run into somebody that absolutely resisted the idea of trying to peg who their their persona who they're marketing to well yes and no i mean no they understand the importance and they they want to do it i have had some people spend too much time on it mm -hmm. and like okay, this isn't, you know, we're not trying to find the exact one per like it, it doesn't have to be, well, gosh, I, it is, it is really exacting. It's just sometimes you can overkill anything. Of course. It's a of part course. of our onboarding. And as soon as we get that sketched out and we feel that it's robust enough, enough to where, let's say we have maybe 20 different questions they would ask mm -hmm. or like, and we also break it down. Once we've created the persona that, you know, has all the basics, you know, demographic, and we can talk a little bit about some other juicier questions that I like to ask that I think get very quickly to the core. But once you've got that down, what you need to do is say, okay, now if I were standing, I was that person, I'm standing there. What are the questions I'm asking about your product or service? Mm, okay. And let me get in their mind a little bit because I want to make sure that my copy is answering the questions that they're asking. And so my thing is, yeah, have people, you know, resisted it? No, but have people, have I had to push people along and say, okay, come on now, 
we have to actually go and do strategy now. Let's let's leave. You know, we know that persona informs us, but once we've been informed, we've we've got to move on, and we've got to move on to specifically asking questions in their different stages of the buyer's journey, right. and that is sometimes there's awareness, like someone does not is not even aware of their problem yet, or that they need your service. Um, and then in um, when they're considering it, um, they're considering their problem. They're considering what the actual what is the root of their problem. Right. And then when there's the decision stage where they're saying, I am going to fix this problem somehow. I'm just not sure what company I'm going to, you know, use to help solve this problem. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. So they have this persona. The idea for the persona is to make sure that we have a robust sense of it, but also so that we understand how this persona, this ideal client might move through a process of going from, I didn't even know I needed this to, oh, you're the one for me. Let's do it. Got it. So me, that's what me, we're trying to do. Let me ask you this. Have you ever noticed when you've been working with a client and going through developing the personas, have you ever had a client like firmly believe that they were marketing to one person and during that process go, oh my gosh, we're actually marketing to this person. Totally. That happens really? every time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, you know, if you look at the average web copy, it is so nondescript and so like, let me talk about myself some more. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I think the biggest thing that people realize is that they aren't marketing to anybody. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe they're marketing to the wrong persona. That does happen sometimes. But I think it is more often that they realize we've been talking to nobody. No wonder right. nobody's listening. <laughs> you know, well, then they hit their audience. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> right on time. Woo. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th that happens all the time. Um, and, you know, if you look at really dynamic, you know, web copy and you look at like a front page, you know, where someone just nails it and they've got their message that is the it hits the, the H1 you know, the, the headline right. reads, you know, not we've been in business for 80 years. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, cares. <laughs> nobody cares but you. Right. <laughs> and right. you don't even really care about that, <clears throat> you know, except for that you thought that would be good on your website. Right. But right. if someone puts, you know, at the top, uh, you know, like, for example, you know, you know, from marketing chaos to. Um, to, to total clarity within 90 days with our signature program. You know, that's speaking directly to someone who goes, Oh, not only is that describing what you do, but it's talking, you know, to me. Right. So I'm, it might even be formed in a like, you know, a more question like, you know, get more sleep, you know, from, you know, having a marketing agency done for you service, you know. Right. So right. it's about really talking to the person who is reading it as opposed to just, you know, kind of going through the motions of features and benefits. This is what we do. This is who we are. You know, this is what you get from it. Mm. <laughs> even even the phrase features and benefits, features is first. Who cares what the features are? The benefits are what? what how, how is this going to benefit me? So, right. So it should be benefits and features. Isn't that funny that uh, now that you mentioned that, I have noticed that so much in different ad copy and different uh, promotional 
material. Like they talk about the features first and leave the benefits second. And I never really stopped to think about mm-hmm. that whole process because, I mean, it does make sense. Like how is this going to benefit me and what are the add-ons rather than here's the whiz-bang stuff and, mm-hmm. oh, here's how it's going to help you. Well, and that's why this comes back directly to personas because one of the key questions you have to ask in personas is what are their goals, you know, and what what are their challenges? Right. What keeps this person up at night? You know, what is the experience that they are hoping to have, you know, with your product or service? Right. And then we get even deeper into some things that I would call maybe psychographic, you know, territory, things like, you know, who are they trying to impress? Right. So maybe, you know, if, if, if we know our ideal client absolutely is trying to impress the boss, you know, then why don't we write the copy and says, impress your boss, show them right. the service. <laughs> why not? If we yeah. discover that in personas, that should inform our copy. And so just for example, if we realize that this, our ideal client is constantly trying to impress their boss, let's write a couple of different blogs, three ways to impress your blogs. To, three, three, <laughs> or impress your blog. blog, I guess that would be fine too. <laughs> three ways to impress your boss and then your keyword, your keyword, your keyword, you know, right. about what, what is it that you were talking about? Right. But in, that's much better than you know, three features of keyword, keyword, keyword. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, it's more, it does get someone engaged and it, it, it is also follows the rule of content marketing, which is, uh, ABH, always be helpful. Mm. Help the, help the person solve a problem, regardless of whether it's the problem you solve, uh, 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 you know, totally, because right. you're going to build rapport with them. Well, you can't write certain copy in order to build rapport when you don't know what that person needs. So I'll be really specific about that. So for example, you might say that your most ideal um, client is an incredibly busy professional struggling with time management and efficiency right. and productivity. So let's, let's create a blog, 10 tips to be more productive today or 10 ways to make this the absolute best week ever. Well, there, if you identify that that's, you know, one of their, um, you know, biggest pain points, then let's give them a blog that helps them with that first and then and build the report. Now, I'm not saying at the end of the, you know, the blog or in the middle and anchor text or somewhere else, we might actually say what we do um, or we might say, hey, and, you know, our software does you know, help with, you know, time management or, you know, our tax preparation service will save you time, you know, but what you're doing is you're helping them. You're giving something to them, you know, really in exchange for listening to your small little commercial as opposed to making the whole blog a commercial, which no one wants to read. Right, right. Please don't tell me the 10, 10, you know, ways to do your taxes better. That's the whole point. I don't want to do them. I want someone else to do them for me. So don't educate me on something I don't want to be educated on. Right. Instead, you know, solve the problem, which for me is, you know, I don't have enough hours in the day. And if your persona would literally say that line, I don't have enough hours in the day, then why don't you lead with that in your blog? Ever right. feel like you don't have enough hours in the day? <laughs> See how I just like pulled the curtain back and it's just not that difficult? It's exactly. just people sit down to write blog or marketing copy and they think, oh, now let's get lofty and let's get, right. you know, really smart. And it's like, why don't you just talk to the person that you want to talk to? 
Right. Have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I just touched on that. Actually, I think this is one of the things that people are missing a lot of times in personas is they don't actually write down the quotes that these people would say. Like mm. what would come out of their mouth? Right. Right. You know, that is very, very telling. Um, well, I do that, but I have I don't have time or um, I'm sick and tired of, you know, people who waste my time. Right. You know, the, the, what are the phrases they use? What what have you actually heard them say? And and then, you know, write copy and write marketing material around that. Well, it'd be almost like a uh, a script writer for TV or movies, like mm-hmm. coming up with this great character and mm-hmm. being very descriptive, but yet mm-hmm. not giving them anything to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to kind of get in their shoes, and that's right. what creating a persona is all about. So people do the basics. A lot of times they're like, well, I know that my ideal client is a you know, a female um, from 40 to 55 who is suffering from, okay, we get really specific, okay? Right. So it's like demographic and that kind of stuff. But how does this person feel? Right. You know, and what does their life look like? Like what, like I, I even, I would start at the very beginning of their morning. What do they do? You know, are they rushed for time? Are they getting kids out the door? Do they have other obligations? Are they managing and uh, uh, caring for an elderly parent? Are they um, trying to, you know, um, manage someone else's schedule? Are they an assistant to someone? You know, like what what does their morning look like? And then you just move right into, okay, they're late morning. Let's talk about their lunch. Do they even get a lunch? Like, you know, what's going on in this person's life? all the way from sunup to sundown. And when you start to understand that, then you start to understand how your product or services could fit in and not just fit in their life in general. You may know that you have a great solution that would fit for them, but how does the marketing message fit in? How What's the entree that we have right. to talk to this person, to gain, um, you know, to build rapport, to gain some trust, to be able to share what we think, you know, they would really benefit from. Right. So you have to do the work, you know, for it. One question I really like that I use, I kind of have a couple of them that, you know, I hold back that I don't have on my actual free persona guide. So see, if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting extra bennies. Yes, this it's is gonna... like the uh, bonus feature of a DVD. <laughs> I like as- asking this question. What do you think your ideal client won't tell you? Oh. What do you think they're withholding? What a great question. Yeah. And I think we tap in there into some, either some anxieties, you know, like, well, the company didn't do well last quarter. Well, that's really important, you know, to know for me as, you know, a marketing agency, I want to know what this C-suite person is not like, not going to tell me because eventually I'm going to find out. (laughs) Right. So we talk about and and what wouldn't they tell me even over time? Say I'd have to know them for a couple of years before they would tell me some things. Um, So in terms of your own product or service that you're thinking of, um, that's a really good question to ask you. What do you you know, I know they may once you write down all the phrases they do say and they say all the time. Now, what would they not say to you? But would but is true. Right. Yeah. So I think that gets into, you know, the, and, and there's two sides of that. Yeah. What what are they worried about? What are the anxieties? But also what's just the truth? Like, I, you know, I just hate marketing. 
Right. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's important for me to know. I do have one client, actually my largest client. This is so funny. Really? And yeah, every year we go to resign and we talk about the new strategies and what we're going to do, what we accomplished, everything else. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I hate marketing. <laughs> yep, I do. I've worked for you for almost 10 years and I know that. But you keep coming but back. <laughs> you don't have to like it. You just have to pay the bill. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, that you know, especially hilarious. at the beginning of working with, you know, trying to find a new ideal client, you do need to understand what they're going to withhold as much as what they're going to share. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, also, so I also like that one. I also like the one, um, what keeps them up at night. Like why are why are they losing sleep? I mentioned that earlier, but it's actually one of my favorite ones. I I, I like that, and I also like um like who are they trying to impress? Right. right. Those those get a little bit deeper for me rather than the basic. What's the size of the company they're at? What's their role? Who do they report to? What are they responsible for? You know, I mean, right. those are all really important. I'm not downplaying them. Right. <laughs> but getting at the kinds of things that tap into what makes them really successful. You know, at their job or ooh, another good one that I like to ask is about their boss, because I always like to know, like everybody has a boss, mm-hmm. you know, I, every everybody does. And sometimes we have to solve your ideal client's boss's problem. Right. So I like to ask, well, what, you know, what's your what's your boss's problem? <laughs> That's such a good question, though. I don't think a lot of people would even would even consider that. Yeah, because sometimes their problem is that that they have to solve their boss's problems. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, too. There is that. So if you keep asking them, what's your problem? What's your problem? They're like, I don't have one. That's the problem. It's my boss that has them all. (laughs) So if we know that, that's just like so key and funny. But if we break through that kind of a moment where we understand that about your persona, think about how much better that copy is going to be. Right. It's like, you know, five ways to solve, you know, your boss's most pressing, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, I'd read that if that's my pain that I get up every day. Right. You know, yeah. Because that would take that pain off your plate. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and then, you know, we talked uh, last time that we talked, um, we did a podcast about Facebook and the algorithms and things like yes. that. And so I do think that there is some good um, juice that we could ask in the persona inquiry about what social networks they are on. Because, you know, we talked about should we Facebook, yes or no. Well, I don't know. Is your persona on Facebook? <laughs> if they are, then yes. If they aren't, then no. Right. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Don't do Facebook because everybody's doing Facebook. Don't do Twitter because everybody's doing Twitter. Go where the eyeballs are of your actual persona. I said that right. almost verbatim. But this is a good time to ask your ideal clients, you know, not only what social networks they're on, but, you know, where do they go for their information? Like, what is their water cooler? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do they read? Are they, uh, you know, are, are they, do they check Forbes, you know, online every day? Do they subscribe to Medium? What, you know, like, what are their habits online, you know, in terms of sourcing information? And I, right. I think that helps understand not only where we might spend our marketing dollars, but it also tells you a lot about them. If they're like, yeah, I just look it up online. Okay. That's, that tells us a lot more than, well, you know, if I'm looking at a new product, I, I always, you know, I always ask my peers. That's very different than someone who just goes and looks things up online. Yes. Yeah. 
totally different. Mm-hmm. Well, Priscilla, this is such a great topic, and I love I love talking about this, number one, because I find it fascinating, mm-hmm. and two, it really does seem like it is one of the more overlooked um, things that people mm-hmm. don't take into consideration. Like, they come up with a product, and they go, I'm just going to put it out there, and mm-hmm. everyone's going to buy it, instead of really being focused and laser about mm. who they are trying to sell it to. Well, if you have unlimited budget, go ahead and market to everybody. Right. <laughs> but last time I checked, nobody that I know has unlimited budget to market their goods or services. <clears throat> right. And so all you know, buyer personas are doing is give, giving you the research you need in order to create you know detailed content and more relevant content and marketing messages so that you can sell it to the person most likely to buy and enjoy it. So, yes. You know, so Skip, but we, we're just so pressed for time that I think people just run, oh, I know I, ne- I need to get marketing done or I need to write that blog. I need to, do- yes, you do, but it will be a complete waste of time if you don't stop first and do the actual persona work. Right. Wow. Well, thanks for going over this topic. I think yeah. it's such an important topic. And uh, just to reiterate, you do have that free persona uh, workbook on your website. Yeah, littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources. We have all kinds of stuff out there. But yeah, the persona guide is the most downloaded guide. So obviously, it's incredibly helpful for people. And um, yeah, you download it, um, you know, full disclosure, you you give up your email address in order to get it. Um, but we're just not a nuisance. So if you want to take the free the freebie and enjoy it, um, go for it. You might find a couple of other things um, on there that are helpful. And you're, you know, that's how we build rapport with people. And we hope that someday, if you're ever in the market for a marketing solution, then you'd at least give us a consideration. But fair is fair. We spend a lot of time and we have a lot of expertise and personas. And so we're giving it to you uh, for free, just an exchange um, of your email. And we'll keep you up to date with different Different blogs and obviously different podcast topics um, as they come up that are relevant to persona building. And hopefully uh, that's helpful if you're a reader. We've got it in blog. If you listen to podcasts, we have a couple other ones where we've talked about, uh, you know, personas from a different perspective. Um, so we just put it all together and make sure you can find what you need on building a persona. But please, 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 before you write another marketing message, please do your persona homework. There you go. Well, that's your word of the day, people, is do your homework. <laughs> much like your much like your first grade teacher told you back in the day. Sorry. Do your homework. Well, Priscilla, thank you so much. And, of course, listeners, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about personas, maybe some of the uh, stories that you have when you were building personas for your work, or if you never even considered doing personas and now you're all excited about doing it. We want to hear from you. So you can always leave us a note on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird Marketing Company website, or wherever you loaded this podcast from. So for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this is Dan Ledbetter along with the effervescent Priscilla McKinney <laughs> saying have a good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.